Hey Costa, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm 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 pretty good. So I had a dream. <laughs> yeah. And in my dream, this is gonna sound really weird, I understand, but it happened anyway. In my dream, I was water skiing. Yeah. And did you jump over a shark? I didn't jump. No, I didn't jump the shark. Um, Although this podcast probably jumped the shark 25 episodes ago, but whatever. (laughs) So, so I, so I had this dream and in my dream, I was water skiing. And the only thing was I wasn't water skiing behind a boat in place of a boat. There was a giant version of Nico Hines head. And instead of instead of like the tow rope that I I'd be holding on to when I was water skiing, I'll just hold it onto his hair. That is the fucking weirdest shit I've ever heard. I don't know if I'm gonna edit that out or what. And that's when I decided that I would captain Nico Hines. Right. You did tell me that you had a dream about him. Yeah. So tell me, Costa, how often how often does your captain score 138 and you find yourself bitterly disappointed by that result? Well, yeah, this year it seems more and more often. Um, yeah, Nathan Cleary, 190. Yeah, and even uh, Turbo, 159. Yeah, I, that's right. You know, 138 being your third best, third highest score of the week. Like, it's... Yeah, back it's, in the day, it's a different. Like, yeah. I, I captain Teddy, and back in the day, ninety-seven would have been pretty good. Yep. Um, but this week it was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, I I was pretty upset because I was having a really good week, mm-hmm. and um, and I was gonna like all week. I I think I said on the podcast last week I was most likely getting Captain Cleary, and that had it on Cleary all week. But my vice cap, uh, my my loophole options weren't good. I had had Teddy as VC and. I would have had to take out Isaiah Papali'i mm-hmm. um, to make that work. And I just, at the last minute, I was like, oh, they might score big. I thought maybe the Rabbits will show up. Yeah. Campbell Graham back in the team. I thought, even though he's on the other side to Cleary, I thought maybe they'll stiffen their defense up a little, little bit. And then as soon as I saw Cleary score in the first five minutes, I was like, he's going to score 200. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. So I still scored like 1550. That's That's pretty impressive. Which was pretty good, given I had Tedesco as captain. Yeah, so I, moved... I only got a fifteen thirty, and as I said, I had Heinz as captain. So yeah, yeah. So I moved back up. Like I got a green arrow, mm-hmm. but I if I'd captain Cleary, I'd be just this week, mm-hmm. not even counting even last week. Mm-hmm. Just this week, if I'd captain Cleary, I'd be back inside the top hundred. Yeah, right. And instead, I'm like two seventieth or something, two sixtieth. Mm-hmm. Um. How'd your week go otherwise? Well, you, you said you got 15.30. That's pretty good. 15.30, one my head to head. So, yeah, it's going okay. Probably got a bit of a green arrow. Yep. Yeah, nice. Okay, so um, carnage this week. So there's mm. suspensions. There's a few HIA-related outs. Um, there's there's a fair bit going on. So the news hot off the press is that Angus Crichton is out for two weeks. Yes, Hey, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. So I assume. Oh, I don't. Can, hang on. Can I? Can I? Can I guess what your question is? Yeah, go on. I, th- I think I know. Your question is going to be: Are his two games that he misses this game in Origin because the assumption is that he would have been picked for Origin, or because the Origin team hasn't been picked, should it not really count as one of his two games? Correct. That okay. is exactly what I was going to say. Okay. And if I was like Tyrell Fuma Ono, yeah. would I just be putting up my hand saying I was going to get picked for Origin? Yeah. Freddie told me. Yeah. To to knock a week off my suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting premise. Maybe maybe it's um, maybe it's a tenure thing. Like if if you were picked the previous year, then you can claim Origin. But was he even in the team last year? Maybe. I think so. Maybe off the bench or something. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, not even sure he was. Well, yeah. So is that it? If you were picked last year, then uh, then you can claim yeah. it. I, like I don't exactly. I don't exactly know how it works, but my understanding is that is that it, the Origin game will count as one of his two games. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bradley's the more interesting one because he was. Yeah. Well, he's a fringe player. 
Fringe Origin player, yeah. As in he might have gotten picked, but not necessarily. Well, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, hey, so what are you going to do with Angus Crichton? I've got him. You've got him, right? I do. I do. So a- Angus, Angus is a little bit more of an unusual scenario. So two weeks ago, I think we both sold David Fafida. Um, but part of the Fafida argument was that uh, he was going to miss three out of the next four games. Um, and really, two of those games, because, like we already knew he was going to miss one, but two of those games hadn't been counted. Now, Angus is only going to miss one game that we didn't expect. And I think the bigger difference for me is that Angus has a pretty low break-even, whereas uh, Fafita had it like a 140-point break-even. So my first so instinct is to hold on to him. Yeah. Um, but but realistically, I think it's going to come down to what my trades end up being this week and what the Origin team list look like next week and then what my potential trades are next week. I think this... I think um, I don't need to trade Angus to somebody this week. So... I'm inclined to hold, and I'll probably only trade him next week if there's a glaring sort of $600,000 person for me to trade him to. So the thing for me about him is that, so he scored pretty well the last two weeks with a very easy draw. Mm-hmm. So he's going to miss two games. I mean, the, the one thing about the suspension is he might have missed round 14 if he'd played Origin anyway. And now he'll he back up. Yep. And now he won't miss that game. You'd think, you'd think he'd play that game. So yep. it's a kind of net loss of only one game. Well, it's a net loss of zero games. Sorry. Yeah, can't yeah. count. It's, an, it's it's theoretically a net loss of zero games. That's right. But... He's got that hard run between Origin. Yeah, he's got that hard run. So round 14 is a decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then round 15 and 16, he plays um, Penrith and... The, and Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. And honestly... Like, as I said, he scored well the last couple of games, but before that, he'd scored pretty badly. Yeah. But he's, so the he's, hard, like, in the hard games, he was scoring quite poorly. I, I appreciate that, but he's still, like, the second highest averaging second rower. I just don't think he's that much of a must-have. He might not be that much of a must-have, but, like, there's no replacement value guy. Well, not this week necessarily, but, but there, I mean, what about Tohu Harris? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I right. traded Tohu I traded Harris. in Tohu last week, so right. I'm not I'm not considering that trade. So Tohu so so I could foreseeably trade him to a Tohu Harris and just then happily not buy him back. Right? And yes. then and finish my, my second row with something like Fafida. I'll probably buy Madison next week if he doesn't get picked for origin. Although we'll talk about that in a sec because mm-hmm. there's a big chance of getting picked for origin now. Mm-hmm. So it could be like something like Fafito, Mato, Taumalolo, and Harris. Why do you think yeah. Taumalolo and Madison will outscore Crichton from what you've seen so far this year? I don't necessarily think they will outscore him, but I think they might score as well as him and play more games. There's nothing I've seen from Crichton that says that tells me he's going to significantly outscore those guys. I suppose... I suppose I, I and given and given then that he misses the next two weeks and he, he might miss two more weeks for the for Origin three mm-hmm. if he gets rested that's four games he's going to miss whereas Tohu will only miss one yep and they might they might have a similar average yep look yeah as I said I think I think um, obviously Fafita's the the big dog in the second row but after that Tohu definitely and then I think yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you can just like, you know, throw a blanket over the rest of them. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like if you had a really good draw mm-hmm. from here on in, then I'd say, yeah, get him. But they don't. Yeah. And um, Radley out for five weeks isn't going to help. Not that he's going to play that many games during that time, but even still. Mm. Yep. Um, so do you reckon Matto will get picked in that spot for Origin? Mm, it's hard to say. Like, who who are the other edge back row options? I mean, I assume Crichton would have been, been picked on the edge, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I was assuming yeah. that 
Crichton would have filled Courtney's left edge spot. Yeah, Frizzell gets and the other Frizzell spot. And Frizzell gets the right and who knows at lock. So Murray's back this week. Yeah. Um, he's been named for the Rabbitohs. So you think that Murray's decent chance of playing lock. There's also Isaiah Yo. Jerbo. Um, and Jerbo. So maybe they push one of those those locks out. Mm. Maybe Isaiah Yo plays on the left. And Murray at lock. Yeah. With Jerbo at lock and Murray on the bench. What about uh, Curtis Siren? He's back this uh, week. Nah. If he'd been playing really well all season, then maybe. But he's usually a right right edge anyway. But yeah. Uh, and this not that like Barnett, hmm. maybe. Oh, if Barnett gets if Barnett gets picked, I'm gonna put a hole in the wall. <laughs> the funny thing is, O'Brien's shit coaching might have actually saved us. Yeah, because yeah. if Barnett was killing it on the left edge, yeah, then maybe he does get picked. But now that he's only playing forty minutes at lock and they're getting smashed every week, yeah, then, then perhaps he doesn't. Anyway, so so matters definitely a wait and see. Um, okay, so while we're talking about Crichton replacements, um, so you, you're saying like you might hold because there's just a lack of replacements, and I, I tend to agree with that. When I was going through the list trying to figure out who I would replace him with, there's not much, particularly if you're looking for round 13 options, which is why I just mentioned Toho Harris before. Mm-hmm. The only there's, there's probably three guys that come to mind, and the problem with all three of the guys that come to mind is that none of them are keepers. So yeah. you're going to have to burn two, two trades in getting them in and then getting them out. The first one on my list is is Kickout. Yep. Now, he's been thoroughly unreliable. Um, he's down to 400K, so he's cheap. He goes missing even when he's on the field. Yeah. They've got a good draw coming up. So mm-hmm. they play the Bulldogs this week and then the Tigers and the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think that Capewell plays Origin and probably Yo plays Origin. Yep. So maybe there's more minutes on, available for him over the next few weeks. Yep. Um, but the thing is, he's, so he's been averaging 55 minutes this year. His base is down at 32. Mm-hmm. He didn't play more minutes last time Capewell was out. Mm-hmm. So you're basically banking on him to score a bunch of tries, and then you have to, and if he doesn't, then you just got him sitting there. I'm not sure what you can do with him. You have to trade him out again. Yep. And they just put like 50 points on three weeks in a row, and he didn't, didn't do shit. Yep. I mean, he might score a double against the, the Bulldogs. He's as, as likely as anyone. Yeah, I guess when Cleary's not around, maybe they go left more. Maybe, maybe, but that'll also depend on whether um, the way makes the team or not. Because yeah. who knows? Whatever the harsh combinations and going to end up being, and I assume in that case it'd be Burden and May. Like, who's the dominant half there? So the telly came out today and said White is going to get picked at six. Yeah. Okay. Who well, knows if they actually know anything? Yeah. Yeah. I. And that that I, I if, if that happens, and you've heard the news that Pappy's out for like another three weeks. Yes. If that happens, um, you think that Gutho gets fourteen? Yeah. Which uh, Gutho owners won't be happy about. Yeah. Unless it's like Peachy or something, but I reckon it'll be Gutho. Oh my god! Two holes in the wall. <laughs> Surely not Peachy. I think it's got to be Gutho, or or if Ooh. the telly's just wrong, then it could be White. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so Kikau, I think your thoughts are not great. Is is Heinz a Queenslander or a New South Wales friend? But no, I don't know what Heinz is actually. Imagine if you played Origin, then you made. <laughs> um, I've got him now. That'd be disaster. Yeah. yeah. Kikau, yes, no, no, no. Yeah, Next. I agree. No. You're taking a massive punt. It's like it could could be high reward, but you're taking a massive punt, and he's shown nothing. Yeah. Um. So next, I've got Brandon Smith. Okay. I like Brandon Smith because you know how much I like a flexible player. Yeah. Jewel, 520k. Yeah. Looks like Harry Grant's out for a couple more weeks, so that's right. At least for a couple of weeks, he'll get that spot. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, Yay. I, uh. He's definitely on my radar. He's probably top top two or three options. So so Melbourne have an amazing draw coming up. They do. So Melbourne have... They have Broncos, Broncos Titans, Titans, Warriors, Tigers. 
Yeah, I, I quite like him. But again, he's not a keeper, right? No. So if you get him in for that run, you've basically got to get rid of him again. That's okay. That's okay well, because because he's such a handy dual position. Yeah, maybe. Like you can get rid of him for so many guys. That's true. And you could you could maybe bring in a gun hooker later on. And also he's coming off 106 points. So so again, you're buying him this week with the guarantee that unless he gets injured, he's you're gonna sell him for, you're gonna sell him in a few weeks probably for more money. Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, look, I tend to agree. I quite like Brendan Smith. I like him more than Kikau. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if I've got the trades to yep. to deal with trading guys in and out at this point. Yep. What else on my list? Is anyone on your list? My list of medium-priced second rowers? Your list of guys to replace Angus Crichton right now. I've got one guy. Okay. And I think you're not going to like him because he is just yep. a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. But Aren't we all? Some more, some more than others, but I think I think this guy um, is going to do a job. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Thomas Eisenhuth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so um. So Kenny was out last week. Yeah, he's out this week, and then Kenny. Well, uh, what's his name? Kafusi will play Origin. Kafusi will play Origin. On top of that. Um, his price is down because he had a nine-point outing. Not this. What's last his week. price? He's three hundred and ten. Yeah, and you can pick him in the centers, right? You can pick him in the centers. You can pick him in the second row. He had a nine two weeks ago. He's just scored a seventy-seven. That was with a try. Yeah. Um, he's got that amazing run we just talked about, and he's almost guaranteed. You know, seventy plus minutes over the next two weeks. Uh, he played. Um, he played in Kafusi's position earlier in the year as well. So I'm I'm not I'm not worried about him not getting one of one of the, those edge positions or getting that edge position next week when Kafusi's theoretically out. So I think he's got that spot. Um, I think he's reliably going to get sort of you know fifty points for at least the next two weeks, 50 points a week. And then, again, like like I said, he's coming off a nine-point outing, so he's got a 29-point break even this week. That's going to that's gonna be probably even lower next week. That's all you want from a guy, I think. And so, and that's a handy dual position. So can I use all those arguments? Yeah. Apart from dual position yeah. and throw Chris Lewis at you? Yeah, so so Chris Lewis is playing. He's he's, he's second row only. But yeah. if we're talking about Angus Crichton trade downs, that works. Yep, he's one hundred and ninety six k. Yeah, he's just come off a seventy odd. I think, and previously came off a minus two, and previously yeah. came off a two. Yeah, and so he's like a hundred ten k cheaper. Yeah, and should get at least two games. So the only thing with Chris Lewis is. Um, I'm not as confident where he'll be picked next week as I am about Eisenhuth. So if I'm getting one of these guys this week, it's Eisenhuth, and next week potentially I, I, I get Chris Lewis. But where, like, who's he going to get dropped for? Riley Jacks? I don't know. I Because I... Munster either plays Origin or he's not there. Pappenhausen's not going to play. Mm. So, unless yeah. he has an absolute shocker and they pick Riley Jacks ahead of him, he looked pretty good on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, they could they could pick Cooper Johnson ahead of him. I guess so. I guess so, if he has a shocker. Yeah, look, like I don't think I'm going to do it because, like, it's such a quick... Again, I, I look, I don't have any trades, but, like, you basically have to be prepared to get rid of him straight away because mm-hmm. he's going to go either he's going to get dropped or he's going to go to the bench or whatever but both those guys could score very well over the next couple of weeks yeah 
Yeah, I, I look, I'd happily get both in. I'm just more confident about Eisenhut this week and happy to pay the $100,000 premium. Yeah, okay. So there's a bunch of team news that I'll get to in a sec. We've touched on some of it already. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second one thing I want to talk to you about after the Crichton stuff is, and you don't have this player anymore, but he's uh, fattened up and he's ready to go to the slaughterhouse. And that is Jason Saab. So he now has a break even of uh, 47 or something. Mm-hmm. He's 476k. Yeah. And uh, it's time to go, Mr. Saab. Yeah. So if you're going to bring someone in for Mr. Saab, who would it be? Have you already got Nofo? Yes. Yeah, okay. Any other... Any other thoughts? Anyone you desperately want right now in the center wing? Uh, not really. I don't think I don't think there is anyone I want. Um, the person that I would I would look at bringing in if I knew that Luai was playing Origin would be Tyrone May. Oh God, I hate everything about Tyrone May. <laughs> um. Yeah, no thanks. Hard pass on Tyrone May. Yeah, I again. He's just he's he's like two hundred and forty thousand dollars. He's he's flexible in again two handy positions, center and I think five eighth. Um, but what? Oh, like I think I'm I'm more thinking like, can you trade him to a gun at more or less value? Like if you don't have Nofo, Nofo is an obvious example. Yeah. But I, I want to throw a couple of names at you that we haven't talked about or I haven't talked about on this pod all year. Mm-hmm. I don't think the words have uttered out of my mouth. I actually noticed that one of these guys you uttered a couple of weeks ago, I was listening back to one of our podcasts for a separate reason, mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned his name, but only in passing. Um, is, 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 this, is this your big pod that, that you're holding? So I actually have two. One of, them's, one of them's less of like – one of them people are starting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stats behind that guy are incredible and still, like, no one has him. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is a huge pod and no one is talking about this guy. And I find it very interesting that absolutely no one is talking about him. Okay. I'm actually, like, it's to the point where I'm a bit hesitant to talk about it because <laughs> I actually don't want people to pick him up. And they play round 13? Yeah, so right. you know how a few weeks ago we were saying centres in the centre wing are, are bad, as in you don't want to pick actual centres? Yep. Uh, if you can get fullbacks, particularly goal-kicking fullbacks these days with the sweet play and you mm-hmm. know just all the different point-scoring options they have, get fullbacks. But if you can't do that, you want a, a high-base winger who's in a team that scores lots of points. Yep. So what I, I want to put on my Morpheus from The Matrix voice, except apparently this meme isn't a real thing. Apparently ne- never said this in the movie. But okay. you know the, the what-if-I-told-you meme? Yep. What if I told you... There's a winger that plays from one of the best attacking teams in the comp. Yes. That plays round 13. Yes. That has higher base than David Nofaluma. Yes. And has 0% ownership in the top 100. No no one has him in the top 100. Uh, I would find that pretty hard to believe. I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Any guesses? Uh, you said does play round 13. Does play around 13. When I say the name, you're going to be like, fuck off. No, hit me. George Jennings. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, a few little stats about George Jennings. He's averaging 57.3. That includes an injury-affected game where he only played 12 minutes. Yeah. His base, if you take out the injury-affected game, is 31. Mm-hmm. Nofo's base is 30. Yep. His base plus power, and, and by the way, for anyone that's listening, uh, the place I get these stats from is nrlsupercoachstats.com, mm-hmm. and um, that site is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So just go there and get all your stats. He does it all for you. Yep. Um, his base plus power, which is his base stats plus his offloads and tackle breaks, is 39.4. Yep. 
it's, that's not as good as Nofos. Nofos is 46. Mm-hmm. But it's not that much worse. So if you think about a try, a line break try being 27 points, mm-hmm. he only has to score an extra try over Nofo every four and a half games. Now, Nofo's draw coming up, got a pretty good game against the Dragons. Then yep. they play Penrith, the Eels, and the Storm. Yep. Over that period, Jennings plays Broncos, Titans, Warriors, Tigers. Mm-hmm. He's playing in, in probably the second best attacking team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll add that now with Hughes back, he's probably playing on the dominant side of the field with Hughes yes. and no Munster. I'd probably prefer it if, if Pappenhausen was around. Mm-hmm. Just because I think, like, like, Heinz is going great, obviously, but I just think Pappenhausen's probably a little, little bit better as a distributor. But yeah, that's that's very intriguing. It's not bad, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. He's going to get those tries. I was really surprised by his base. So last week he scored thirty-eight, mm-hmm. and that was. And, and the thing about him is he's like, so it was like 30 in, in raw base and then an extra, like he had four tackle busts yep. without really doing anything. Yep. So 38 without doing anything, no attacking stat, no line break, no nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, his low score this year is 33. Yeah. So if people want, uh, so was, there was another guy I was looking at this week, um, Militano, who's back. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a kind of a point, if you don't if you don't realize what what we mean by base, so I just said Jennings' base was thirty one in non injury affected games. Yep, Multano's is eighteen point five. Yeah. So some of these wingers, like you know Jason Saab's another obvious example, can just drop absolute turds from time to time. They can give you like a fifteen point game. Yep. Jennings is not going to do that. Like even if he doesn't score a try, he's going to score thirty or more. Mm. And and how many tries is he going to score? Mm. Yep. As I said, he's only got to score like a, t- a tiny bit more than the Nofo, and he should outscore him. Mm-hmm. And and twenty six percent of the top hundred teams have Nofo in it now, mm. compared to zero percent. Mm. Is literally the point of difference, basically. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So the next guy I want to talk about. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give you a what if I told you? Mm-hmm. What if I told you? that there is a guy in the centre wing who over the last, what is it, five games is averaging 90 mm-hmm. uh, and he's got something like 4% ownership. And again, I think like basically no one in the top 100 has him. Does not play Origin? Sorry, does, does, not, play, does, does not play round 13? Does not play round 13, but also does not play Origin. I know who you're talking about. You're talking, talking about Ruben Garrick. I am talking about Ruben Garrick. Yeah. So Ruben Garrick is averaging 72.1, which sounds pretty good, right? Yep. But since Turbo's come back, he's averaged 90.5. Mm. Yeah. And that includes a game against Penrith, where he scored 40. Yeah. If you take out the game against Penrith, he's averaging 100. Yeah. And that's over five games, reasonable sample size. Yeah, no, I know. I've... I put an eye over Ruben Garrick this afternoon, actually. And his and his draw over the next sort of eight rounds is Knights, Cowboys, Titans, Bulldogs, Raiders, Dragons, Titans, Sharks, Tigers, Sharks. Yeah. Is it Tigers, Sharks? Yeah, Tigers, Sharks. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Either way. Yep. So the the only sticking point. I mean, he's expensive now, right? He's six hundred twenty k. He's got a B of ten, so he's going to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't play around thirteen. The only problem I have with him is that Turbo could miss the next four out of the next eight games. Yeah. And we know what happens. Like, he's, he's still actually averaged 50 even without Turbo. Mm-hmm. But I think he's probably a better round 15 pickup. It's just that he's going to be very expensive then. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that Turbo won't play round 14. Like, he can't possibly play round 14, can he? He can back up on the Friday night up with his hammies. Surely not. I mean, did you did you see how fired up he was the other, on on Sunday? Yeah, but even still, like, surely not. You think Des is going to stop him? He's, like, 
He's, yes, he's I think Des is going to stop him because no he's seen, how, seen that his team gets the spoon when he's not around. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he know. can't possibly play in that part in that game. So yeah, I mean that's that's the only problem I have with Garrick. I've got to I've got to give a shout out to my cousin. We were at a wedding on the weekend, and he um he mentioned Ruben Garrick to me, and I have to be honest, I hadn't really quite seriously considered him. But when I looked at the stats, the other thing about Garrick is that since Turbo's been back, he's been averaging eighteen points a game in goals. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and, so, and that was including the Penrith game. So yeah. he's been scoring like 25 points a game in goals. It means that he's scoring kind of 50 points a game if you add his base yeah. without even doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, it. what were you going to say? No, I was going to say the same thing. Like his, his base is 26 points a game, but when you've got like 20 plus points in, in goal kicking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's kind of like he's just going to give you 50 points all the time. And that's Turbo's favorite side. Hmm. I think, like he Turbo likes to swing around to the left. He, I mean, he swings around to both sides. We've seen he, he's put sub over a lot of times, but I think his his preferred side is the left. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, look, I I, th- I think you're right. Like he's a great play, but I think he's a risky play. If I had to pick between him and George Jennings, I would take Jennings. Can't, I, I can't believe I've got you on the George Jennings train. I thought you were going to say, I don't know. Like you're crazy. Like I remember b- before the season began. Oh yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about this a fair bit. Like, do you want do you want sort of average players in good teams, or do you want good teams? Sorry, good players in average teams, right? And I think that's really relevant when you're talking about the center wing because. Obviously, like, you can get an average player in a good team, they score a shit ton of tries, and all of a sudden they have some value, whereas a good player in a shit team, like, often they can lift the players around them and whatever, but but it also means they, they get some shitty scores a lot. And I, I was thinking about it a lot in terms of uh, Remus Smith before the beginning of the season, because I was like, 350000 which I think was his starting price, yeah, it's not as low as some of these other guys, but he's playing in this Melbourne squad where, like, they're going to score a lot of points, and he's come across from Canterbury. Like, surely there is upside there for this player. And, you know, I, I don't know if you watched the game um, on the weekend, but he was he, he scored that try and got up like he was he was freaking like King Farouk. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. He's certainly like playing. You know, way. I mean, George Jennings on in any other side is a reserve grader, probably. Exactly right. Exactly right. So now he looks like a world beater. So yeah. So so I think uh, I think I do adhere to that sort of. You, you just but want you want the players in the good teams argument, regardless of like what the actual quality of that player is. But the but the wingers in the good teams this season, when we're getting the blowouts that we're getting, yeah, when they have good draws, yeah, that dial has shifted even more. Yeah. Right, like you know, teams are just dominating, and as we said, like the sweet play is so prevalent, and the wings are on the end of that sweet play. Yeah, I've got a, I've, I've got an interesting, uh, interesting thought for you, and I, I have to, I have to say, the, I read this on uh, Supercoach Talk, and I can't remember who posted it, so sorry, I don't have a shout out right now, but but I'll look it up. But the. But the question basically went sort of like this. The way things are going now, do you load up on centers with the expectation that a lot of them will face um, 12-man oppositions at some point during the game, they'll have the overlap and then have a higher chance of scoring, therefore you know, the averages will go up? Or do you load up on second rowers uh, with the thought being that, oh, well, you know, a bunch of my second rows will get one and two weeks suspensions, like has happened, for example, with me. With So I have, well, I had Fafita, I sold him. I currently have Crichton, Peachy, Capewell, and Jordan Ricky. Four of my second rows currently suspended. Um, so do you load up on second rows because, because yours are going to get suspended for a week or two? 
Oh, hang on. Okay, so there's a few different questions in that. In reality, I mean, well, if if you could, if you if you're gonna buy a center or a second row this week, which would you buy with just those two scenarios presented to you? I think you need depth in the second row because you're probably in the forwards in general. We're gonna get so many kind of one to two week suspensions that you're gonna need depth just to like sub people in there that you can play. Yeah. But I don't think I would be playing like if what you're asking is. In my reserves, would I be playing like a centre wing in my reserves? So I'm playing, I'm effectively playing five centre wings. No, hmm. I don't think so. Yep. I think I'd, I'm looking to to be playing a fullback, two five eighths, um, may maybe one extra second rower, mm-hmm. and yeah, either a hooker or a halfback maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't, like if you look at the averages, it doesn't support a fifth center winger. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, yeah, but I mean, we we're not really seeing the effect of um, of these head high sim bins yet on the averages. That's true. That's true. And that that's also on the averages of the centers and on the averages of the second rowers, whose averages will obviously go down as a result. Unless they yeah they get lucky and their boys are suspended, but yeah, on, in general. No, but, but their averages will still go down because they've been off the field for ten minutes. No, no, but I mean like, yes, their averages for the second row in general will go down. Oh yeah. But if you're lucky enough to to have some that don't get suspended, then they won't. Yeah. Sure. Sorry, they don't get sent but, off or sin bin or suspended. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I take the point. There's a risk of that. And yeah, and probably more points in the center wing. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I do still think that you load up on the sort of halves and five eights mm-hmm. more so than the center wing. Yeah, I'd be looking to play a maybe a backup half, a backup, yeah, backup five eight, backup pullback, and mm-hmm. the fourth one. If Nico Hines can, gets an extended run, and you've got Toto to- there as well, maybe you could play a fifth center winger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to play George Jennings as my fifth center winger this week. Are you? I'm doing it. Okay. I support this move. <laughs> I've got to put my uh, money where my mouth is. Yeah. I think on this one. Yeah. Um, the only, the only, just back to him. The only problem is that I just, I'm not sure that he's a keeper. And and when that draw that good run of draw ends, I might have to get rid of him. Whereas if I bought, say, Novo, even though he's got a crap draw coming up, I could keep him for the whole year. Mm. Yeah. But he still could be good to play in matchups. The draw so. kind of is kind of hit and miss towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, he's also got, uh, you know, Campbell with... So his, his finals run, rounds 22 through to 25, uh, Campbell with the wheels falling off, Titans, Para, okay, that's a hard one, and the Sharks. So, yeah, so three, three out of four pretty good games. That's true. That's true. Um, so we should probably go through team lists just quickly because there's some interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You just touched on it with Camper, the wheels falling off. George Williams, gone. Yep. And acrimoniously too. Yeah. He's come out and said that, like, he tried to talk to the welfare manager about, like, his mental health. Yeah. And like basically got told to fuck off is what he said. Yeah. Just basically got cut. He wanted to stay to the end of the season and they've dropped him. Yeah. And he hasn't signed the release. So there's there is problems at the Raiders. Sure is. Um well Sam Williams comes in and like can I ask a question? Yeah. Who's a better player, Luke Brooks or Sam Williams? Like, the fact that you have to think about it. Like, Sam Williams hasn't been able to string a game of first-grade games together in his whole career for some unknown reason. Whenever I've seen him play, he's looked pretty good. I, he's and reliable. Brooks has got, like, 150 games, and he's on, like, 700k a season. Look, yeah, if I if I wanted an organising half, I'd take Williams. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, Williams has absolutely no, no flair at all. Um, Brooks has a little bit, but Brooks is less reliable as well. Uh, if in, in, a, in, a vacuum, though, right? in a vacuum, I'd probably take Williams, to be honest. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Anyway, so I don't think I, they actually all lose all that much with Sam Williams in there. But no. uh, Cam Murray's back, as we said. Mm-hmm. 
Pappy's out for a month, as we said. Chris Lewis gets another run. Albert Kelly. Yes. Scored 71 on the weekend. Yes. 300k. Sure did. Jewel. Mm-hmm. Plays around 13. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, it just seems like those halves could get dropped at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't get on in this week, but maybe next week. I It looks like Milford's definitely, you know, gone. I think... I Even though he got selected I, this week, just because of... Because Milford's in for gamble. Yeah, look, I think, you know, they 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 beat the Roosters with Kelly in the team. Um, as as fickle as Kevy can be, I think I think that win would buy Kelly at least two games. So uh, I'm comfortable that he'll play around thirteen. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. What are you doing with Sam Walker? I'm thinking of selling him. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking of... Who, uh, who at, you? At, Matt Burton. Matt Burton. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty good. It's like, I feel like Walker has, you know, has keeper value, but but with this, with this break-even and... The ability to get in somebody who's on the up price wise because Burton's got a very low break even. How much does Burton cost right now? It costs. It can't be cheap. It costs four forty seven with a twenty two point break even, which will again become low because he just scored one hundred and twenty three points. And they've got that great run over the next three weeks. They've got that great run. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna be. Or almost definitely going to be in the halves. Um, He's one of the few guys I actually probably prefer in the centres than the halves. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. He could kick um, goals as well. Yep. He's also when, when dual half five eighth. Oh, shit. I was all ready to talk up holding Walker, and now I think you might have convinced me. Yeah. We both think, convinced each other of something tonight. I think so that you know, that's a world first. I think there's not, there's no, there's, there's not many slam dunk guys this week, and uh, and a lot of people are talking about holding trades. I, I think I've held enough trades to this point that that I don't need to hold trades. I feel like Burton is, you know, pen, pending any injuries or anything like that, as much of a slam dunk as you're going to get this week. It's true. Especially the the the, the specific Walker to Burton trade is is a slam dunk because of that. High break even going to a low break even. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you currently have Teddy and Turbo in your fullback position. I do. Yeah. If we weren't so close to round thirteen, if it was let's say two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. all else being equal, and those players were healthy and, and they just played their games, let's just assume there's sort of sort of there's a few more weeks to go before before Origin. Yep. Would you be trading Reese Walsh with your team? No. no. Why? Because I don't think he's got the scoring potential of any of those guys. And I don't care. Like, so what? You don't care about the money? No. Yeah. Like, is he really going to score, like, kind of... Is he a threat to go 150 any given week? I don't think so. I mean, how, how many games have we seen from the guy? Like five? Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. I, I, I think uh, I just... I can't imagine win some of the harder games that he's going to go very well. Mate, that kid has some vision. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I think he's a great player. I just don't think... Like, you're talking about James Tedesco and and Tommy Turbo. Like, I just... I wouldn't... There's no comparison, right? Uh, I, Turbo... If you played round 13, I'd be like... I'd be tempted in round 13, mm-hmm. um, but given that he doesn't, I won't be. Yeah, okay. So just back on Sam Walker, I mean, do you, I guess, a, again, I don't have many trades, and and he does have some pretty good games, not till round 17. So if you can just hold on to him, just who gives a shit about how much money he loses? Mm-hmm. He could turn up in that round 17 game against the Bulldogs, and maybe a lot of people have sold him by then if he bleeds cash. Hmm. But I, th- 
he's very unreliable. And um, with Kieran in the team, he's, I don't think he's going to kick very many goals. With Radley out, I think that's going to hurt them. Yeah, so I wouldn't be... Uh, I don't think I'd be playing him very much over the yeah. next few weeks if I was going to hold him. Yeah, in which, which case is why, you don't have that much money sitting in your dressing room. Yeah, which is why selling to Burton is a little bit sexy. But I can see the merit of holding him. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's something to think about. Okay, so I'm just going to keep going a little bit. So, so Hughes got named. He did. Um, from that calf injury. So he's another one. We just, we've talked about Melbourne's draw like all night. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another one you could sub in for Walker. It's yep. expensive, but you know you still could. And I, I, I think that's a pretty good trade. And I think I think he's one you have to seriously look at maybe yeah. as, as your second keeper halfback. Exactly. If you get him in, like he'd, he'd be yeah, a keeper. He kicked him all season, yep. I think. Yeah. Uh, Lolo suspended for a week, which would hurt anyone that went early on him. Mm-hmm. He'll be very cheap in sort of round 15. Mm-hmm. Matt Lodge got suspended for a week. Yep. Uh, that's good for the likes of Flegler. Maybe Haas plays a lot of minutes this week. Mm-hmm. Um. James Roberts is back for anyone that held him. Yep. BJ got dropped. Yes. Still no sign of Stefano, which is breaks my little heart, but <laughs> it's got one more week to get back in the team. My my mate uh Simkin got dropped again after after dropping a turd like nine points or whatever it was. Yeah, that's one I managed to avoid, luckily. Far out. Through no, you know, good management of my own. I just couldn't like, get around. Every, everything it. about that guy screamed like Get this guy into your team. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, Max Fagai has got a head knock, so he's not playing this week, but yeah. could be back next week. As you alluded to, Capewell is out and will most likely play Origin next week, so he's a sell, mm-hmm. I would have thought, mm-hmm. unless you've got an amazing amount of depth. Yeah. And the story on Grant and Munster is confusing. From some people I'm hearing that neither of them are going to be back for a month and then Others, I'm hearing that both of them are, are still in contention for Origin. Hmm. But yeah, so it's hard to know. But both of them are not looking great over the foreseeable future. Yep. So that's it, really. They're the things I picked up from team lists. There's one guy I just wanted to talk about um, because of because yep. I know some people are looking at him. Uh, yep. Keenan is it is it Palacio? Oh, the Broncos guy. Yeah. What did he score on the weekend? Uh, he he scored pretty well. He scored. He's not. Is he bottom dollar? Eighty-one. Uh, he is bottom dollar. He's bottom dollar, and he scored eighty-one. Yeah. What happens when Ricky comes back? Well, this is the thing. So, so Ricky had a two-week suspension, so he should be back next week. Um, on top However, of that. It's not like Ricky's been setting the world on fire. He hasn't. He hasn't. But um, the other the other thing is that Alex Glenn is due back any moment. Right. So it, so I'm just that's a bigger worry. Yeah. So just for people who are thinking about bringing Palacio this week in the expectation that, that that he'll play round thirteen, I'd be a little bit wary and maybe wait till next week if possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. He looked like a big unit when I watched on the weekend. Big boy, which helps them because when Ricky's there, Ricky's not very big. No. And I've just felt like that edge, he just gets trampled a bit on that edge. Yep. So, yeah, but I would assume that, that Glenn will come straight back in when he's fit. Mm. It's just a matter of time, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Okay. And uh, the interesting thing was, so, so the other interesting thing was TPJ was playing on the left. So I don't know how that... I did notice that, actually. I don't, know, I don't know why that happened. If that was to accommodate Palacio, maybe he's a right-side specialist. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about captains? Sure. Have you have you thought about what you're going to do this week? <laughs> well, I mean, so... Panther, big, the, the big monkey are, balls not to be captain in Cleary. The Panthers are paying a dollar one. <laughs> Bulldogs are paying twenty one dollars. And can I just say the Bulldogs are clearly the worst team in the NRL at the moment. Like maybe that's obvious because they're on two points and the next worst team is on six or something. But like 
there's some pretty bad teams going around the NRL at the moment, like the, the Broncos and Tigers maybe and, and whatever else. But the Bulldogs but they're not, haven't yeah, shown I, I don't, anything. I can't even say that they're badly coached because you just look at the team sheet and they're, and they're, and they're the worst team. Well, they're far. badly coached and they've got a terrible roster. Yeah. Like some of the other team sheets, yeah, you're right, they look okay, but then they just play badly. But they they play badly and they've got a terrible roster. Like there's just and they've got a bad coach. Like it's just ugh, yeah. So that could be anything. I I think you're right. I think you But I mean there's there's Tommy Turbo against the Knights, and the Knights have been putrid. Hmm. Um Teddy yeah, against even, the Raiders. The Raiders look bad. Yeah. For for feeder holders, the Sharks give up a lot of points as well. Oh, that's right. If anyone's held for Felix, I'll give a lot more points. And then you've got Nico Hines against the Broncos. Yeah. I look, I think I think for me, the way I've set my team up so far is Hines VC Cleary Captain. That'll be the, the popular option and it's that's hard to go past. Like mm-hmm. I suppose though, you know, if you want to be a contrarian and you don't think lightning can strike three times, um, you know, everyone is probably going to be Captain Cleary this week, like every single player. So if you wanted to like load up on Tommy Turbo, yeah, I mean he just scored 160 against one of the better teams. What's he going to do against the Knights? The only problem is he might get arrested. Yeah, that's the, what's been happening lately. When he, you know, when they go 40 nil up, he gets a bit of a break. Mm. Yeah, look, I. <laughs> I don't know. I, all, all I want to say is I haven't Captain Cleary the last two weeks. I just want a piece of the pie. Just a, just it, a little it's piece. It's been hurting. It's been hurting. But then, you know, what if the pie goes to shit? Yeah. It just doesn't look like it, though, does it? Like, Cleary just scores points in so many different ways. The, the more interesting question is why, what's changed in that Luai isn't scoring those points? So Luai was scoring the more points of the two, I think, the first sort of half a dozen games of the year. Um, and there's been clearly a shift. Now they're clearly scoring those points, but Luai has, Luai's points have fallen off a cliff. He's just getting cut out of cut out of the attacking plays. He was pretty unlucky last week, which, which it was doubly painful as a Luai owner and a Cleary non-captainer because he, I thought he had two clear try assists and he didn't get paid for either of them. Hmm. He got paid for three TCs and no try assists. Um, like there was one where Cleary did throw a cutout, but it wasn't that great a cutout. It was just kind of cut out one guy, and then Luai really put the guy in a hole, and they gave it to Cleary. Yeah. Um, but I agree. In, in a general sense, they're going right far more often. Like at the beginning of the season, they were going left basically all the time, mm-hmm. and now they're almost like only going right. So that has created like you know we've seen the difference over the last few weeks. Cleary's just scoring so many points. Yeah. I agree with you. I think you have to go Cleary, but I'm just trying to throw out a counter opinion for the sake of it. Yep. yep. Could yep. pay off. Just uh, yeah, just another little thing. So for the Josh Schuster owners, he obviously moved to, to the halves on the weekend and scored 77. Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. Do you think that's good for him moving to the halves? I think it is good for him. I think it is good he for him. He probably doesn't stay there though, right? Like, Boren's back after the bye. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but um, Schuster's like 10 times the player for is at the moment. And he's a big body. Yeah, but can't you just put him back in the second row? <sighs> Maybe, but like he, he's, not, he's like not in a position to like overcall for him. He was getting some good passes out, so like there was a try... Uh, I can't. I can't remember whether I think Turbo initially got the got the try assist, but then maybe Schuster got it. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but like it was Schuster that like really put on the try. Um, and I just can't can't imagine him being in that position to be like the first receiver who passes it on to Turbo, who makes a try happen one way or the other. Yeah, like you know. It's it's like being the guy inside Turbo is a lucrative place to be. Is I guess what I'm trying to say, and I don't think he can be that guy if he's playing in the second row. Yeah, 
Either way, I think it's just this massive hold. They've, we just talked about Manly's draw earlier. Their draw is so good. Yeah. They're looking like a top four team in the moment. They're scoring a shitload of points. Yeah. Don't sell Josh Schuster. No. Imagine if you did Schuster to gamble a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no. That's looking diabolical now. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap up. I'll just talk about the uh, the search and query group. Mm-hmm. Um, so the number is 469101 if you want to join our group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Villy Army is still winning. That's Tim, a.k.a. the Shady Lurker. He's 13th or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's 13th. He's doing really well. Yeah. I'm in fourth. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was eighth last week, though. So. Really? Yeah. There's uh, there's actually another guy. The 4020s is 14th, so right behind him. Whoa. I got another win in the Turbo Hemi Cup. Did you? Yeah. You. So I'm off the bottom. Look at you. I'm into second last. Nice. Yeah. Moving on up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, good luck. And uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens this week. I, th- I think this is going to be a really interesting week. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to put my uh, Tohu love on, on hold. Right, so the Maddie Burton love. So hang on, so so Walker to Burton will be one trade of yours, and it'll be one trade of mine. Looks like probably Saab to Jennings for the other one. Saab to Jennings, huh? Okay. Well, I th- I think I I unfortunately. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I can do I oh, I could do um Crichton to Jennings. I think. Right. So I need to have a need to get an, a playing second row into my team because otherwise I won't have enough players. Um, right. So I think it's not sexy, but I think I might go early on Eisenhuth this week. And that'll give me flexibility to just basically get whoever I need next week. So so the other, the other thing that that does is, um, is like a, you know, if particularly if it's a Crichton to Eisenhuth trade, um, there's a chance that Reid Barney gets picked for Origin. Uh, if he doesn't, now I know that sort of Simpkin is definitely definitely hasn't got the comeback that, that that I was hoping he would I could do a Simkin to Marnie Simkin to Marnie yeah it, I do it, like it Simkin. sounds like you vomited in your mouth a bit no no I actually love the Marnie trade but I think I mean we'll see what happens with Grant yeah I would love to get Marnie in next week if I can if I can make it work somehow hmm um, because yeah, I think it might be more likely if Gutho is going to get picked for Origin because one of my trades next week was going to be probably Tedesco to Gutho. Yeah. Um, but if, if Gutho doesn't get picked, I might still look at doing Tedesco to a Dufty mm. next week. But otherwise, Marnie will be on the list. It also depends on what happens with um with Matto. Dufty's been told to find a new club. Yeah, I saw that. That seems well. They're tracing the most beautiful man in the world, Nico Hines. Yeah, but they're not going to get him because the Broncos are going to get him. Yeah, I mean, it seems silly to, to tell him to look for another club before you've got your guy, unless That's they're right. confident. That is definitely classic. Correct. It's a classic dragon. Yeah, it's so classic. <laughs> Maybe they should just say on is is Rafael out. Maybe. Dufty has been so good this year. Why? Oh, he's why been the best player in the team. Yeah, why let him go? Probably because he's a bad trainer. Apparently, like, yeah. Yeah, when you but when you're like just that good, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, is he just playing that well because it's a contract year? There has been times in his career where he's looked like completely disinterested. Disinterested. But even in those times, he's still been probably the best spine player in that team. Oh, there was. Remember when he was getting dropped? Yeah. There was a year where he was really bad. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems a bit odd. Like, he's not, he's actually on fire. Like, I would, I'd like the Tigers to sign him right now, even though, even though we've got Dan Laurie. Well, that's, so that's, that, that was actually the interesting thing I was thinking about. So, Nico Hines doesn't actually have that many clubs to go to. They're not, a lot of clubs have a, a, like a set fullback that they're happy with. I think, Dragons now that the Dufty's potentially moving on are obviously an option, and Bulldogs are an option, and Broncos are an option. But besides that, like everybody else seems pretty good. Raiders, really? Chance? He's not that good. 
Is Nico he Hines definitely play... better? Yeah. It's not close either. Really? I, I doesn't have any ball playing in him. He's a good ball runner. He's a good support player. Hines doesn't actually like do like Did you watch the game last week? Yeah, he doesn't actually do much of anything. Like he just does everything okay. He looked like he was gonna break the line every time he touched the ball. He looks so he dangerous. Look, then... He's like kind of Stephen Larkham. He just sort of lumbers along and somehow like <laughs> things happen. He was like I thought he looked almost as good as Tommy Turbo last week. Really? He looked I thought he looked amazing. Tommy I don't Turbo. get it. Like like Tommy Tommy looks so dynamic, but Hines it just it was like Linda Chavosky or something. Like I was like, why aren't they just smashing him? Yeah. But no one no one could smash him. He just like kept ducking and weaving. It's because he's too pre, they don't want to hurt his face. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that amazing note, maybe we should call it a night. All right. Thank you again. Good luck. And yeah, speak to you later. All right. Great. See ya. Bye. Bye.